Hi there, and welcome to the Snap UK podcast in a week when there's actually football. Woo! Yay! Yay! Go everyone, Thursday night football. Yeah, woo! It's going to be a blowout, but we'll get to that. Um, so, we haven't done our season previews. That's what we're here for this evening. Everyone's done their research, Gary. Uh, sadly, Paul can't join us because he has a job where everything has actually gone, quote, mental. So, we'll have to leave him aside uh, and we'll talk about what he thinks is going to happen later in the season because uh, he hasn't replied. So, uh, I can't tell you what his previews are going to be because he has a proper job. Uh, before we get to the previews, we have to go through some things in the news that are quite important. Uh, we will start with the news this evening of DeAndre Hopkins getting a new contract because Jim will have the numbers in front of him. No. $57 million two-year contract. And he negotiated it himself. Negotiated by DeAndre Hopkins, I believe. Two-year deal. Uh, I think that's outstanding money for a player who's going to get to hit free agency again if he wants to. I'm, I'm sure everyone knows what the top wide receiver was being paid. Well, the next top wide receiver was being paid a year, don't you? Julio Go Jones on. was being paid $22 million a year. <laughs> so, so, good money. About $6 million a year more than Julio set in the market, and rightly so. And I haven't done any research. <laughs> good. Setting the market, rightly so. John's advertising Coke Zero on this podcast. Well done, John. I'm, I'm even happier that I picked him up in uh, Dynasty yesterday, John. <clears throat> we're we're going to leave the fantasy conversation to one side because we simply don't have time today. I know. We'll do okay. it. Next we'll do week. It um, but yeah, so Hopkins rightly setting the market. There was another contract this evening from uh, Hunt as... Uh, Got himself a deal as well. Nowhere near that sort of money. And as John was trying to point out earlier, basically has ruined himself uh, on the market because people don't want to take a chance on him, I think. I think he's well, done all right. He's done all right for a it's, for it's a not quite scumbag. It's not quite as good as deal with a prosecutor, but it's not far off. <laughs> was it 13 million over two years? Yeah, yeah that's all right. That's yeah. pretty decent for a running back. Not bad for a wifey, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be the principal running back in Cleveland either, so... I know, that's well, money. no, but it's when he came, when he emerged last year, he he really limited Nick Chubb in the passing game. Yeah, really scored, limited. Yeah, the same points as Chubb, pretty much for yeah. the last so, six games or whatever. Scored a hundred points, didn't he? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, referring to fantasy, he outscores Chubb. Chubb's only got to miss a couple of games through injuries, and and Hunt will mm. outscore him. So, but it's good for the Cleveland Browns. That's the main thing. They need a big step forward. We'll get to them in a little while. Uh, Jadavian Clowney finally lands on a roster, signs with the Titans. The most interesting thing about this is the way other teams tried to sign and trade and swap money, and I'm not really sure why it wasn't allowed. I don't know. I think the NFL are saying it's against the spirit of the, of the salary cap and the way players are, are dealt with and, um, and signed. But to your point, Griff, there's nothing in the in the rules that says it's illegal. So for everyone else who doesn't know, effectively both the Saints and the Ravens tried to sign Jadavian Clowney through another team. So the, the Saints had a deal in place with the Browns where the Browns would pay $5 million signing bonus to uh, Jadavian Clowney um, and then would trade him to the Saints for a second round pick, uh, at which point the Saints would boost his contract by $10 million, so $15 million in total. Effectively, the Browns paying $5 million for, for a second-round pick. And there's a similar deal in place between the Ravens and the Jags, but the NFL poo-pooed it, shall we say, um, and said, no, you're not doing this. And the Titans swept in and, and signed him. Last time a deal like this happened? <coughs> was it Brock Osweiler? It was Brock Osweiler from Texans to... Yeah. 
a little bit different because it was just a it was a case of Browns just swallowing swallowing that kind of salary. But yeah. In principle, it's the same idea. Yeah. Um, it happens quite a lot in basketball in the NBA, and I think the NFL are trying to avoid it because it's basically swapping cash, which they don't want to do. Yeah. But so I think you know it's been a bit stale in the off season. At least it was an interesting attempt. Yeah, and I think if the NFL are serious about not if they're going to just not accept this deal going forward, the, the, these types of deals going forward, then they, they need to put something to the rules that says you can't do it, and that will just be that. Um, otherwise, it becomes a bit of a well, a talking point for us talking heads. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky wins the only real quarterback competition that we think was happening in camp, beats Nick Foles. I don't think there's any surprise here, but I don't know how long the leash is. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Three games? I don't know. I think I think he'll be there for more than three games. I, I don't think that Nick Foles is the answer to anybody's problems, if I'm honest. And it's Trubisky, not. I think, will get at least seven or eight games. But the, but the, the, excuse me, somebody's gone past an enormous motorcycle. The, the two key good. things here are Nick Foles is getting paid $21 million, guaranteed, and Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have his, his option picked up, so he's probably leaving anyway. So... <clears throat> Don't they need to play Foles and see what they can get out of him to see whether he is the answer for the next couple of years while they bring someone else in? I think he's probably he's, he's better than Trubisky. He he can get the receivers that they have in space, and that is what Trubisky hasn't done. Um, what we'll get onto the onto their the the Bears in our NFC thing, but. Uh, you know, quarterback is not the only issue at the Bears. But two oh. years ago, Trubisky wasn't terrible. Like, did, he got the Bears to, to the playoffs. So, <laughs> he started well, he, 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 he's done a better job than we're giving credit for. The problem is the team is better than it's being allowed to show, and he is what's holding oh, it back half the time. Or the defense is. No, no, the defense is fine. The defense yeah. is on the pitch too much. But it's being, yeah, and that's the problem, that the defence is being held back from being a contender yeah. because the offence can't move the ball. The, the running game's in poor for ages as well, but like John says, we'll, we'll cover this in the, in the previews, sure. I suppose. OK, uh, finally then, before we go through the cutdowns, the last piece of news was Marcus Mariota being put on IR and uh, Deshaun Kaiser coming back in from nowhere and being signed to the practice squad on the Raiders. Why? I don't know. He's better off just having no one there because he'll just get migraines and throw interceptions. Um, hey, he, need, he needs to get his uh, six wings. <laughs> his Tom Brady-esque style ring. I'm disappointed yeah. with Mariota, but I'm pleased for Derek Carr because he gets nothing but grief. And actually, he's been a perfectly fine quarterback for the Raiders. I don't really get the abuse. Derek Carr has been more than fine. Like he, he had one, one year where at one point he was in MVP conversation until he got injured. And, and since then, he's had a litany of, of, of head coaches. I'm not sure if he's a good mix with John Gruden. Um, I, I don't think John Gruden's ever had confidence in Derek Carr, so it could be that you know we do see a change further down the line. But Derek Carr, I think, is a fine quarterback. Was he not one of the first first quarterbacks to get the big hundred million plus contracts? Yeah. So I think because yeah. of that, there was a lot of pressure associated to that. Yes. You know. Win the Raiders, a, a you know a Super Bowl, take them deep into the playoffs. I think they got to the playoffs one year, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, say he was. A bit he didn't play for the playoffs, wasn't he? Yeah. He was injured for the playoffs. Yeah, on a cook play. So I think um, um, you know whether they're getting value for the contract is a different conversation as to whether or not he's a good enough quarterback. 
if they've overpaid, that's their fault. But I think yeah. I think they'd struggle to just instantly plug in a better quarterback you can get hold of. Yeah, yeah he's like Stafford, isn't he? Stafford. People yeah. think he gets overpaid. I'd put Carr and Stafford together every time. I think very, that's a very fair Very comparison. similar in terms of talent levels. Well, didn't Stafford we, overtake Carr as the top-paid quarterback? They are, are we, um, they're now yeah, a bit lit. Are we in the danger of going for another season here where Gary and I start agreeing on things? So that's, it's a bit of a worry. Uh, it's taking oh, a long time to learn. Cut down. Anybody... Uh, notice anything, any players that were cut or traded as we, as the cut? Um, FA, um, yeah, he's gone, isn't he? After well, no, he's, he's, been, he's been uh, he's been re signed today, has he? That's yeah, he, they, they told him he was safe, cut they him told him he was safe, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's had an up and down week. To be fair, he did at least troll himself by retweeting his uh, his yeah. previous tweet saying that aged well, like a day later. <laughs> Um, ha ha, Clinton Dix cut at the at the Cowboys. I thought that was quite a big one. He's he was decent when he was at the Packers, and he went to the Redskins, didn't he? And he wasn't that great, and bounced around to the Cowboys, and they they cut him as well. And there's always been rumours that the Cowboys have been interested in L. Thomas, but that seems to not been happening. I mean, L. Thomas is out there. I'm guessing maybe he must have left <laughs> when Mike McCarthy left, or a similar. Maybe he, he must have left Green Bay just before McCarthy left. Yeah, I think it was. So maybe he thought. Because he he's obviously getting on a bit, isn't he? Ha ha. Well, twenty seven. Yeah. Was that all? Yeah. yeah. He's very old at all. Yeah. He's, 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 he had two bad years. So that's not exactly uh, an improvement. I think he's a system player. I think he requires time in, in order to be any good. Uh, Adrian Peterson, obviously, a bit of a surprise yeah. cut for me from Washington, but they need to play the youngsters to see what they've got. That's the only thing. He's been their lead rusher for two seasons, nearly two thousand yards. I mean, and he's, he's signed for the Lions, and the chances are, because of the injury record of the other running backs there, he's probably going to be their lead rusher as well. Well, they've got Kieran Johnson, who misses games. Yeah. Um, they've got DeAndre this new Swift, who's going to start the season missing the game. Yeah. So, the, and yeah, he, so he stands, you know, a great chance. I mean, it's not like when he went to New Orleans and there were three running backs and, he, you know, he was then surplus. He, he, I think he may get some time. Yeah, I, I would say he's probably joint number one as opposed to being a clear number three in New Orleans. So, yeah, it, it, all that does is help Washington get towards the number one pick, which is probably what they're after. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. Anybody else want to nominate players for a mention before we move into... Uh, Leonard Burnett. Ah, uh, yes. Cut by the Jags and quickly signed by their Florida compatriots, the Buccaneers. Didn't even have to move house. Winner. Um, That's how... Now- Started like five games for the Lions last season. Deserves a mention, you know, just because we laughed about him so much last year. That, he, he's got, and I believe he, he's been put back on the practice squad, or he's yeah. certainly rumoured to be going back. But uh, that's a big one. Uh, Justin Rollwasser at the Patriots with the uh, slightly racist tattoo on the arm. Uh, yeah. So the Patriots haven't got a kicker yet on the on their roof, have they? Uh, I believe they're talking about bringing him back, but. Uh, the Nick Falk release apparently procedural. He can be back once they've started putting other players on IR, which they couldn't do until after yesterday. Right. So it, it, it's a Belichick move, but no, technically at the moment I don't think we have a kicker. So we'll just wheel out somebody else, whatever. Cam probably. Um, yeah. Any more for any more before we move on? No, let's crack on. Good. Right. You were right. So. Podcast today is in two pieces. The first first part will be previewing the AFC. 
Everybody's been nominated uh, a division, and um, we're going to go straight into it. John, you were given the, the AFC North, so uh, yes. take us through what you think will happen to each team, your final standings, uh, and, and a rough prediction, if you could, please. Uh, okay, um, so AFC North, I think it's hopefully the the Ravens now need to take the regular season form into the postseason. That's the only thing that, that uh, they need to do because unless Lamar gets injured, there's not been enough change in that team for them to have a drastic downtick. Um, so, yeah, Lamar's obviously off, off uh, an MVP year, you know, uh, if he can if he can get better at throwing, then, you know, <laughs> you know who knows what might happen. But, um, yeah, he's, he's had a – obviously, he's a star now for, for them. Um, they've brought in um, uh, Patrick Queen off the draft, uh, who should be able to uh, help fill holes. They had linebacker. Is where they have issues. So their run defense wasn't great last year, was it? So no. they addressed it by like bringing in Patrick Queen. They've also got Calais Campbell as well. Exactly. Calais Campbell better. is going to help them so much because he can he can, he takes double teaming yeah. and uh, you know don't laugh. Um, but uh, oh, the other the, the other uh, Russia whose name uh, I'm going to have to look him up. Matt Judon? Uh, Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams, we, we, might, we might see a massive upturn in his um, uh, you know, sacks and pressures this year because Claire's Campbell's going to take a lot of uh, the uh, attention for, for him. So uh, that, that's, that bodes really well for a defence which was decent, if not brilliant. It's not, it's not like the old, the old Baltimore Raven days of uh, Ray Lewis and stuff, but um, yeah, Patrick Queen will help. A little short, but seems like a seems like he's going to fit in just well there. Um, so yeah, um, you know they they look a didn't uh, look like they're going for another decent year. J.K. Dobbins as well from the draft uh, to help with a already. Very yeah. good rushing, rushing offense. Mean, that's a like for like replacement for Mark Ingram, isn't it? You got him yeah. for a year, and you can just sit behind Ingram, learn learn his trade, and then next year, like we we did a dynasty draft yesterday, and I was gutted that someone else picked J.K. Dobbins because I think he's going to be a, a superb player. Yeah, but I think Paul got him. I do. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a superb player this year. No. Oh, not this year. That's why I said for dynasty. I think. Oh, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for another four years so I can get Frank Frank Gore Jr. <laughs> I think Gus Edwards gets a bit overlooked in that offense as well. He's like the yards per uh, yards per attempt leader for the last two seasons in rushing. Gus the bus. Gus the bus. Uh, that's a good depth chart at running back that they've got there with Mark Ingram leading the way. My yeah. concern on offense for the for the Ravens is I, I'm not sure the wide receiver group is good enough to compensate for Lamar Jackson not being the best passer. So they get away with it on the ground. But once teams figure that out, Willie Sneed and Miles Boykin behind Marquise Brown does nothing for me. Uh, it's, it's all about the tight ends anyway. 
Yeah, I, I think Miles Boykin's also underrated. I think that's a big target for um, for Lamar Jackson to, to like throw the ball to. And we, like to John's point, like Lamar Jackson's throwing ability or accuracy is probably his one weakness. Along with kind of Mark Andrews at tight end, if you've got an, another big receiver who's got a big wingspan, then you know he's, he's six foot four, yeah, basically tight end size. So I, I think you can see a resurgence from Mark Mark Boykin. How many touchdowns did Mark Andrews get last year? Was it like ten, nine, ten, something like yeah, that? Yeah, about that. I think he was yeah. the touchdown. He started spreading it all around all his tight ends towards the end of the season. Yeah, I can yeah. see progression coming, but I'm just not so sold on the receiving core. So I think that lets them down slightly. I was surprised there wasn't more of a, an investment in that. That's that's, that's for Harbour to work out. You know, you, you've got if they if they have if the the, the run is stuffed, they've got to be, be you know better. But so far he seems capable. But he just he's you know he's not Tom Brady, but he isn't does need to be. No, he did complete sixty percent of his no. passes compared to 58 in 2018. So there is an upturn in what Jackson can do, but I think he's reached the ceiling of his passing ability, so you have to then improve the squad. I, 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 don't, I don't know, because if, you, if you've got a Antonio Brown in there, you're only going to overthrow him anyway. Um, so uh, Pittsburgh, it's all about Ben. Um, we, you know, he's not thrown a ball since, what, game four last year? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's someone who's affected by uh, a lack of, you know, trading cab and stuff like that. But if, if he's back after surgery, then the, the, the team suddenly becomes a challenger uh, because the defence is good enough that they missed out... By pl- missed out on the playoffs by a game, yeah, and that was with two of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen on a field. <laughs> Doug well, got cut, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Doug, uh, I don't know why Mason Rudolph didn't get cut as well, but there you go. Um, yeah, he's probably, he's probably still seeing stars from getting his uh, <laughs> head hit by his own helmet. Um, but if, if Ben's back, then that helps Juju. Um, and you know, uh, there are some other uh receiving options there. Who's but yeah, um, they signed, they signed a new one in the draft, didn't they? Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, they've got uh, Chase Claypool from last year who uh looks like he's I think he's a tight end but looks like a proper prospect. Uh, but my my uh, early prediction for one of the outstanding players of the year is Eric Ebron because Big Ben loves throwing to tight ends and Eric Ebron, yeah. he's, I think he's on for a, a touchdown year for, for he Ebron. Does. I, mean, yeah, you're, you're, I think you're right, but he's still got Vance McDonald there as well who oh, yeah. had a good year. But I knew you were going to go back to that 49ers legend there, Jim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great hair. But the, also, the, the, they, they've had great, uh, great uh, success in the past with a twin tight end set. So... <laughs> You know they they lost Jesse James last year and never replaced him. This is the replacement for Jesse James. Allows Big Ben to go back to twin, two tight ends, and uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Whilst you've got Big Ben, you know, set up a team to what he likes, which is you know two tight ends. And I'm not going to say anything else. Um, Can James Connor stay fit for the season? No, no that's a concern. If they get, I, I like him. I like him. They're fine. 
I, I, I do like him. I think he's, I think he's a talented player, but he's had two years where he's been injury prone in both. I, you know, I'd love to see him uh, fit. There's a there's a good story there, but um, I'd love to see him fit as well. So I've got him in a fantasy league. Me too. Uh, I, yeah. Is a yeah. last resort. Um, I really like Deontay Johnson as well, the wide receiver. He's been named as the number two receiver ahead of James Washington. I think he's really definitely one to watch. Yeah. Um, but and on the defence, the defence remains brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. frankly. Yeah. And you know, uh, Am Hayward got a big contract extension, didn't he? He did. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, you know. Not much change. It should hopefully, you know, Tomlin's still there. Let's, you know, the, the the league is better with a competitive Steelers. So, you know, let's uh, hopefully they'll be back. Um, Browns. Um, Browns have been really quiet this year. Like yeah. last year, it was all about. Oh my God, we've got the best roster in the in the world. Look at all these players we signed. Aren't we brilliant? And obviously they fell far short of expectation. But you've hardly heard anything out. I don't, of I don't know. There's some pretty messy stories coming out about Beckham. Well, there was <laughs> recently, yeah. But we ain't going to get into that because you know family podcast. Well, last year was it last year where they were hard knocks? No, it was the year before. The year before. The year before. But there's still, um, you know, yeah. The, there was the there was the Beckham trade last year. The, the, you know, and the 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 coach they've. Signed is basically the exact opposite of Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. He's a very quiet, humble guy. You know, he doesn't want to see his team covered in shit. So, um, uh, you know, I guess for them, this is this is Baker's make or break year because um, the, the <clears throat> he's had an excuse last year that the line was awful, and this year. Uh, Jedrick Wills has come in, uh, who shows a lot of talent. Uh, I think they didn't get him tenth in the draft, and a lot of people thought he was actually their best lineman. Yeah, they're still they're still not great. You know, they don't have a like a right guard or anything. But no, the interior of the line's not great. But they, they signed Jack Conklin as well. Yeah, that's a massive uptick. Yeah. It's loads two tackles now. Just like that's a massive improvement on where they were. And uh, they've still, they've still got the best left tackle in the league as well in Betonio. Yeah, the, the, the problem with up with upgrading the O line is it's just going to show you how bad Baker Mayfield is when he still doesn't improve. He, I mean, we, we, we've said it before. We said it after the draft. But he he hasn't got any excuse this year. I don't think. I think no. he's got very um, offense minded, on, an offense friendly head coach who actually knows what he's doing. Um, rather than Freddie Kitchens, he's got a decent, uh, decent offensive line. He's obviously got decent wide receivers, decent running backs, two good tight ends in David and Joker who can stay fit, and now Austin Hooper from from the Falcons. And the defense is still just as stacked as well. So yeah, I, again on paper, this team should do very well, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean they've got Denzel Ward, uh, who is just. Brilliant, you know, Miles Gallup. Sort of in a, he's got his fifth year, uh, fifth year picked up. So, you know, he's now playing for a massive contract and he's been good, but, you know, 
the expectations are still sort of higher for Garrett as well. You know, as well, it doesn't it doesn't help? He's been pretty good, John. I know he's, oh, I know I, he's spanked yeah, he's Mason contract. Rudolph in the head, but apart from that, yeah. most things he's done have been. Oh, he's very, he is, he's very good, but yeah, he's still, he's still, yeah. Um, he's, he's and yeah, like, having he's, and smacking a bloke with, with his own helmet is not. He needs exactly. to be available for sixteen games. Yeah, right. Yeah. But he, he did sign a five-year contract for one hundred twenty-five million. I did the yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, obviously, I forgot that one. But yeah, yeah. Um, in amongst COVID. Uh, apologies, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's Stefanski. Um, yeah, uh, you know, is he going to have make all these offensive options and gel? Who knows? Uh, you know, they need to get they need to get an offense that works for their star players. If you're going to pay Beckham. Uh, however much he gets a year, you know, you need to be able to get him in the game, which they did for what two games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and they've got a new defensive coordinator who's worked uh, previously with uh, Salah, who they didn't sign as her head coach from the from the Forty Niners. Uh, but yeah, so, and then lastly, Bengals. Uh, yeah, the the. Ginger rifle is gone. Uh, Red rifle. No, he's 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 not even red. He's just ginger. Um, no, it's nothing against uh, Dalton. Dalton was not the issue, but he's gone. Uh, Burrows is now in for a baptism of fire. Um, they have AJ Green back after a year injured. Um, they have they do have a. a some talent, you know. I, I'm a ma- I do like Tyler Boyd. I think he's very good in the slot. Um, but the the the, the, hot, the team, it's not great. So uh, yeah, uh, they'll be looking for an improvement on last year. But uh, yeah, Mixon have a good year, John, or not? Yeah, Mixon's he's he's had he's had three consistent years. So. Uh, I can see more of the same from him as long as he stays fit. Yeah. He was very injury plagued at the start of his career, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's a successive like eleven hundred year, eleven hundred yard years. So why not another one? You know, the, the it's not like um, they're going to need him any less, and there's not much else with him either. It's not even like Giovanni Bernard anymore. So, oh, he's still there. Still there. Oh, oh is he? God, yeah, always. Oh. Always be there. Um, I actually think they're on, on course for a, a really decent season. I, I think if Joe Burrow is three quarters as good as they say, this team is is a winner. I think he's a, already going to be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I really do. I think he will come in and immediately outplay Baker. Does that um, matter? Yes, I think so, because I think so much goes through the quarterbacks that it, it really does make a difference. Uh, and Carlos Dunlap on the, on the defense. If he plays all the games, I, I think that Bengals defense is is good enough. It's it's good enough to, to keep up with a decent quarterback. Um, John, what what's the finishing order in this division? Uh, Ravens, Steelers, um, then far back, Browns and Bengals. Everyone in uh, reasonable agreement with that? Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think I think the Browns should finish second. When you look at the roster, they should. But you, but 
<coughs> they just you're right. The Steelers are a better team. The Browns have got better individuals. Yeah, so I think the Browns could challenge for a playoff place. Well, I'm going to say the Browns will finish second this year. That's funny because cool. I'm going to say they finished last this year in that division. I, I, I just think if they don't get off to a good start, the big name players will just become disinterested again and they'll fall apart. I, know, I think when you look at it, you know, Chubb and Hunt, you know, Land, great personnel, and Beckham, you know. Yeah, but they had some point, last year. At some, I know that, I know that, but at some point with better coaching, at some point that has got to mean something, hasn't it? You know, Man United, if you take it back to football teams, they didn't win the league with shit players, did they? You know, they won it with Beckham and Giggs and Skulls, you know. And Diego Forlan. Yeah, but that's, it's a very small part, isn't it? Coaching does come into it. That's why Belichick's, you know. It's a huge, so huge much. part. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to be surprised. And Stefanski may come in and... but. Just some, they remind me of a struggling football team at the moment where we've had this one coach and he's not failed, he's not been successful. So, what we do, we bring the exact opposite in, and so you go from like Neil Warnock to and you know Alan Pardew, and you get just you just go from shit to shit, and any, there's any, no culture. Any team and, with a coach is at a disadvantage because of COVID, so I'm not sure it works for them. So, but. We'll see. We need to move on, uh, not just because it's me next, but it's me next. So the AFC South, um, I'll give you some quick projections for what I think. Uh, I reckon this is the Titans division again. Uh, trading them, Colts, Texans and far, far back with the Jags. And here's why. Uh, the Titans have, have basically done what people thought they couldn't and retained both Tannehill and he Derek Henry. So that's uh, the comeback player and leader of, of QBR last year and the rushing yards leader. And then on top of that, the defence has added Vic Beasley, who apparently is somewhat overweight, but anyway, and Jadavian Clowney. So the defensive front suddenly looks a lot stronger. AJ Brown was really good last year and will probably get better again. He had just he crept just over the 1,000 yards, and I'll be surprised if he doesn't easily breeze past it this year. You're looking at like 12 or 1,300 yards. Adam I took him in dynasty as well. Yeah, Adam Humphrey should be fit this season. I know they had some criticism for signing him, but I think he's a really good number two. So, and, and, and possibly most importantly, you're going to get a full season of Jonu Smith without having Delaney Walker being thrust back in just because he was the nominal number one tight end when really he was a season over the hill. So I, I think on the offensive side, especially, this team's massively improved. They've just signed Goskowski as kicker, which... You know, the guy's won everything, seen everything. That's, that's a great leader to sign, not just kicker. Uh, so I, I can't see that many weaknesses on the offence, other than the fact that we just mentioned a minute ago, Jack Conklin has left. And yeah. losing your star, possibly the best right tackle in football, is a, is a big deal when you're Tannehill. Because Tannehill does scramble, but he likes to survey the field first. So he's going to get a little less time, I think. Uh, they've also lost a couple of big defensive pieces. So Logan Ryan, who plays all over that secondary, has gone. And Jarrell Casey, who's led the team in sacks three times, has also gone. I think he got traded to Denver. And then add that, add to the fact that Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator, has retired. And as I just mentioned, teams with new coaches and coordinators, I think they're at a disadvantage. So the, the defence may not be as good. And let's not forget, they, they really sort of, fell apart defensively 
at the end of last season once they got into the playoffs. They, they weren't good enough to uh, hold on to what the, the, the offence was putting up. The other thing that worries me is they're thin once you get through the starting 11s on either side of the ball. There's not many star names or, or even uh, names with a lot of room for improvement beyond the starting 11s on either side. So they could be exposed by injury fairly easily. But I really like what Mike Vrabel's done since he's been there. And I think this team should be the best one there in that division this season. I will pick up on one point. You're right, Jarrell Case is a, bit, is a big loss, but um, they've got Jeffrey Simmons, who they picked up in the draft last year, who was injured at the start of the year and, and kind of made a, an appearance later on. He was coming into the draft, he was thought of as a top five lock of a player if he, if he wasn't injured. So I'd expect big things from him. I'm also keen to see what Harold Landry does opposite Jadavian Clowney. I think Landry's slightly different, different body types to Jadavian Clowney, he's slightly faster. He got a lot of sacks last year. I'd expect to see him do well. And then a big step up for Rashawn Evans, the, the inside linebacker. Yeah. So, you're right, they have lost some pieces, but I actually I still think there's there's some good young players coming in that will, will take that over. Um I I would I, you touched on it, I would be concerned about the amount of time Tannehill got in got in the pocket and how he's not gonna have that as much time this year. Um and that could affect AJ Brown's production. Oh, it, it could well do, but I, I just think uh, in the division they're in, there's a lot of winnable games. That's that's what I think. Um, next up for me, the Colts, because their position of weakness last year was the quarterback. Brissett got off to a really good start and then just fell away and fell away when teams realised that if you can contain him, he isn't good enough passing. He's, he's a great number two and a very below average number one. That's what we discovered. Now, it all depends on whether you get good Philip Rivers or last season's Philip Rivers. He threw 20 interceptions last year to 23 touchdowns. Mm. But he also hasn't had an O-line this good in 10 years. So if you can keep him upright, the rest of the team is good enough. You get T.Y. Hilton back fit. Um, you get uh, Trey Burton to upgrade the tight end room, basically replacing Eric Ebron. Jack Doyle will be fit. They selected Jonathan Taylor, who's going to take a lot of the pressure off Marlon Mack. Uh, and they added Pittman as well at wide receiver. I, I, I think the offense, again, is, is loaded. Uh, and then on, on the key thing for me here is, anybody know how many kicks Vinatieri missed last season? One. Kicks Loads. Lots. Uh, nine. 15. He missed uh, five, uh, six extra points and nine field goals last season, which was easily, comfortably the worst. So they've added Chase McLaughlin instead. Well, that immediately upgrades this team. They lost so many narrow games because, again, another player was allowed to go past his best. And also, let's not forget, they uh, they got DeForest Buckner. Yep. Who's yeah. been an outstanding player for the Niners. Immediately makes this defence better. Um, and really, the only weaknesses here, again, it's depth, the same as the Titans. It's a very similar issue. There's not a lot of backup players. And secondly, the Rivers drop-off could come as quickly as the Manning drop-off. It could be like two games into the season, he's no longer able to throw the ball. So yeah. if that happens, we already know Brissett isn't good enough. There isn't another plan. There's no young next quarterback. Jacob Eason. They uh, drafted really? in the second or third round. I don't know if he's really good, but I completely agree with you. This whole season hinges on what Philip Rivers turns up. Yeah. I, I think good Philip Rivers on the basis that the O-line will be good enough and he probably doesn't have to do anything other than stand there and deliver. 
because this, yeah. this O-line has been fantastic. What did they? I think they won seven games last year with Brissett. You had two games at least onto that for having Rivers there. That's, that's good enough, probably for second place in this division. Uh, I've got the Texans down for finishing third, basically because all they've got is Deshaun Watson, who's signed a massive contract, which is great for him and great for the team. But Bill O'Brien has just robbed him of his, his best weapon and re- effectively replaced DeAndre Hopkins with a load of injury-prone players. David Johnson, great running back in both rushing and receiving, but not for the last four years. Three. Always three. three years, because he's always injured. Uh, Brandon Cooks, what do we know about Brandon Cooks? He gets, he gets knocked out. Yeah, he gets knocked out a lot. Will Fuller, how, what's the most number of games he's, he's played? This is his fifth year. He's he played, played well in five games. When he plays, he's 45 games yeah. in four years so far. That's yeah. not enough. Uh, so once those two get injured, you've got Randall Cobb, who is no longer good enough. And so I, I think when those players get injured, which they will, Duke Johnson and Randall Cobb don't keep this offence churning to keep up with the Titans and the Colts. It's all Will, Fuller's own, will Fuller is very good when you've got DeAndre Hopkins taking triple double coverage. Yeah. Triple double coverage. Six yeah. players. Yeah. Well, you know, but you know, two or three players, you yeah. know, were on Hopkins means you have space for Fuller. Fuller has to be the lead guy now and he's you know, let's, too much let's see what he's like. They've got a lot yeah, you're right. They've got a lot of number two receivers like Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. None of those players have ever been a number one wide receiver, really. The other thing last year, do you remember two years ago, Watson was sacked 62 times, so they made that massive trade for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. And last season, he was only sacked 44 times, which is a great improvement, but still the sixth worst in the league. <laughs> this O-line, it's returning all the starters, and everyone's saying, oh, that's great, but they were still bad. So I don't see any reason to think that's going to massively improve. If he gets sacked 40 times, they don't shoot up the, uh, the rankings, do they? So I, I think this team's on the slide. Bill O'Brien should always be on the hot seat. He's a he's a good he's a good coach, but he's a terrible general manager. Yep. And, and and I don't get it. I'm not quite sure why he's still there. If if they finish third in the division this season, I think it's done at general manager. They'll bring someone in to work with him, and they'll keep him as coach. That's yep. that's what. He, they, he absolutely wasted Deshaun Watson's rookie contract because like Watson's got the talent to take well has the talent to take a team in, into very late in the playoffs, if not a Super Bowl. Imagine Deshaun Watson on the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. That, that team is is by far the best team. That would easily rival the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, uh, we ought to move on and cover possibly ne- uh, next season's number one pick. So, awesome. Jack, awesome. Well, there, there are one or two teams competing, but I'm saying this is, this is 2021 draft number one pick. What's the one strength for the Jags, anyone? Um, there's no fans that have to suffer through it. Yeah, that is a great point. I thought of DJ Chark is the answer. Um, he had a a thousand yard season last season, brilliant, and he'll get the same again because they're going to be so far behind every week because they've got nothing on defense that uh, Minshew's just going to throw him the ball. They're they're glued to Minshew now, they've let Foles go. It's definitely going to be him going forward. They're tanking for Trevor. Fournette's gone, which is good in some ways because I, I think he's a disruptive player. But do you know what you're going to get out of James Robinson? Although, although Fournette 
did come out and say, look, I'm not just walking around the place angry all the time, but we're shit, and that doesn't make me very happy. And I was like, <laughs> fair point. Yeah, I can respect that point of view, but who's their best running back now? Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. How many receiving yards and touchdowns does he have in his six seasons? 18. Nine touchdowns, 1,100 yards receiving. He's in pony, six- isn't he? And he's got less than 900 rushing yards in six seasons as well. There's a horrible, like, leg break a couple yeah, yeah. of years he's ago. Yeah, he's been injured a lot. He's only played... No, he's never so, played in game season. Yeah. But well, he's, he's their best running back. Kid, was he? he was at the football yeah. team, he? was at the football team. The football team. And their second best receiver might be Tyler Eifert, who only plays eight games a season as well. I don't know. I, I, you can see a lot from LaVisca Chanel Jr., the rookie white wide receiver. Again, he's going to suffer from lack of a preseason. Their biggest weakness for me is Doug Moron. I don't get it. Why is he there? Because you, don't, you can't bring in a new coach to, cut, to, to, to coach this bunch of losers. You don't want to bring in your guy and then yeah. have him have a 16-game losing season. I you know, yeah. I think... After the season, the GM and the coach get sacked and they have a whole new... New front office, new coach, new quarterback, new team. How, how many rushing touchdowns did the Jags allow last season? Anyone? Jimmy, yes, the answer is lots. 23, which was second worst behind the Panthers, 31. They've now let Yannick Ngokwe leave, or he has left, and, and he's their best run stopper as well. So it's going to be rushing touchdowns galore. Yeah, it's a terrible team. I remember last year when we did this, we looked at the Bengals roster and I was like, I can't see anyone on this team that's any good, and that's where the Jags are this year. Like, they've got a few names, like you know, Josh Allen and Avon Lachaison, both yeah. good. They're not going to make up for a secondary that doesn't oh, want to. They're, they're rookies. You can't say Caleb on Chason is going to be as good as uh, Calais Campbell, can you? No. Like, he's going to be a good player one day, but not this year. No. Okay, so to recap, I've got Titans top, Colts a close second. Texans probably at eight and eight, and the Jags at best two and fourteen. Anyone in massive disagreement? No, I mean you could see the Titans and the Colts swapping places. I think that is tight, but yeah, I mean I'd be happy with that. I disagree. Go on, go on. Um, so I think the Colts will win the division. Yeah, by some way, maybe actually, because again I agree. Hang on, sorry, Garrett, are you backing Philip Rivers? I'm backing Ty. That's do you know what? I think compared to Jacoby Brissett and having DeForest Buckner on top of, is it Leonard or whatever it is? Yeah, Leonard. Right, Leonard. yeah I, I think their defence is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I just, I don't think Rivers is going to need to do that much. Like, I think he can still be Philip Rivers and they'll be okay. Like, they're better, they're a better team than he had at the Chargers and he went into oh, the playoffs with them. Completely agree. Christ, you're a changed man. I love it. Yeah, I, I still, I still think, I still think Rivers is is shit. But like, you know, <laughs> I don't think he's even that shit. I just think he's a bit of a, he's just, he's got no, even if he's a choker, so you know, I'm not saying he's a terrible, terrible, terrible quarterback, but he's not no. a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, just because he's got super sperm or something. So, you know, so but I still think the Colts will win that division, and I don't think Tannehill, I think Tannehill was a one-off. Like, I don't think he's going to be as good this year, you know, because he's used yeah. to his prayers up, you know, like I've seen it on the like acceptance speech for his comeback player of the year. He's used up all his prayers. He was praying and praying and praying. Like God's given him nothing this year and pure talent alone won't get him anywhere. So I, I'm going Colts 
Texans, Titans, Jags. Oh wow! No, we're all agreed the Jags are going to be terrible. Oh, Jags are awful, but I've got I've got Colts, Titans, Texans, then the Jags. With... Fair enough. Uh, next up on a on a rundown is Gary with the AFC East. Go for goal. Well, normally when you give me the AFC East, I just go, well, the Patriots are going to win this year, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) So this year, even though I'm quite busy, you you set me some work, which was a little disappointing. Um, So we'll start with the Patriots. Um, Obviously, a bit of a tumultuous off-season. Brady gone. They wanted him to stay. Um, Eight players um, not turned up. So I think it's the highest number in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And some really big players as well. Donta Hightower, Patrick Chung, Marquise Lee, you know, <clears throat> some really big players, you know. Um, you know, and that's after you lost, like, Van Noy, you know, Goskowski. You know, there's been a bit of a clear out. I know, and I know the Patriots like to do that. Um, I think the positive at the Patriots is, you know, is one Cam Newton. And I, and I think Cam Newton is... Um, a player who has been just disregarded very quickly from the league, you know, yeah. after being injured a bit. I think we are forgetting what he did in 2015 and the fact that he's only 31 years old. Um, so, you know, he basically single-handedly took that Panthers team to the Super Bowl and he wasn't playing for Josh McDaniels at that point. So I really think we are underestimating who you got for less than $10 million a year. Only time an MVP quarterback has been replaced by another MVP quarterback ever. Yeah, so I think we are we are being a little naive, um, thinking that Belichick is just going to throw it away this year. Um, I know that's what we all hope to see, um, but I'm not sure that that is exactly what we are going to see. I think there's still holes, and I think that defense, having you know lost that many players, it's going to be difficult to see how that performs. You know, last year your defense kept you in so many games. Um, but we'll wait and see. I, I think Keel Harry started to do well at the end of last year. I think um, he's going to become a big player for you. You know, um, you haven't got a lot of strength at tight end. Edelman's not getting any younger. You've got a lot of flexibility with James White and, you know, some of your passing running backs. But I think the Patriots are going to have to find a way of making Keel Harry a massive part of, of the scheme. And I, I think they will. Um, so... I don't think the Patriots are as far off as people think they are. I think your defence is the big question. If Belichick has managed to work his magic with some, you know, you know, a lesser calibre players than what you've got missing, then, yeah. you you know, you could be almost as strong as you were last year. You know, you're obviously not, I don't think you're a Super Bowl winning team, but I don't think you're, you know, as dross as people are making out. No, so that's, that's the Patriots, nice and succinctly, because yeah. I haven't got all night. Um Next, we have... Who's next? The Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. Um, so, I don't want to talk too much about the Jets because apart from their green shirt, I see very little positives at the Jets. Um, so, I quite like the green one. That's quite nice. Mm. Um, it's a nice green, isn't it? It's like emerald green, you know? So Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, it's nice. So, no, yeah, yeah I, you know, I don't know which one I'd get, but I'm stalling a bit because... Welcome to the Catwalk I'm, UK NFL podcast. Well, it's because it... I'm going to go on to the negatives next, you see, Griff. So I've got to have some balance. Um, so um, I really don't see anything um, anything positive. You know, CJ Mosley has opted out of the season. 
Um, so he'd already received 10 million of his 16 million dollar salary for the year by March. So, yeah, um, so he's, he's decided he'll forgo, forgo that other six million dollars just to have the year off. Um, but obviously, that's that's a bit of a problem. Um, apparently, Le'Veon Bell is just not looking great in training, doesn't want to be there. Um, Frank Gore is um, looking far superior. The 37 year old running back, Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, obviously, oh, I did forget one other positive. Um, Robbie Anderson is not there anymore. Um, <laughs> um, they've not really replaced him with anybody, but they still feel happy about it. Yeah, you don't need to, do you? <laughs> so I just, yeah, I just really don't know what the Jets have, like, what they're doing. I, like, they're just. They're just Sucking. stuck in the middle, aren't they? Just treading water. Yeah, poor team. really poor. Um, poor team, poor coach. Like, they got Ecton at tackle. That's an improvement for Sam Darnold. But you're right, other than that, it's, like, their second wide receiver is Brashard Perriman. Yeah. Good. And, and I think if they were in a really strong division, you know, because I think if the Patriots were as strong as normal, then you would argue that this division is still reasonably strong but it's weakened a bit from previous years. So I think the Jets will get a reasonable number of wins. They might get six wins, five or six wins, just because. I don't know, I think they will get five wins, the Jets. Five, maybe, not more than five. But I don't think that'll be enough. But I think if you put them in a tougher division, you know, then potentially you're looking at, you know, top two or three pick, I think, next year. John's surprise yesterday when he realised that Chris Hogan's their number three receiver was brilliant. Like, who even thought he was still playing? I thought he was tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot to love on that team, is there, really? No. So, it's a waste of Sam Darnold's early career. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, that is a concern. You know, we would like to see Sam Darnold develop properly. Uh, we're into a new phase of quarterbacks, aren't we, at the moment in the league, you know, where the, the Breeze, the Brady, the Rivers of this world, you know, the Rufflesburgers, are not going to be around for another five years, are they? So we are looking at the next generation and, you know, you're seeing some real difference in, in talent, but some of it's coaching, some of it's players around him. You know, you look at Kyler Murray, you know, he, has, he hasn't, you know, had Larry with him, you know, what a difference that makes. You know, imagine the difference of Sam Darnold thrown to, you know... You. Well, well like thrown to nobody, you know. Or Does anyone think Adam Gates makes it through the season? Gerald, it's crazy. He might make it through the season, but he won't make it into next season. I think Adam Gase is a dead man walking. I think Same he could be. I think, especially because they've got Greg Williams as defensive coordinator, who's got experience now stepping up into mid-season. That's what I mean. He's, he's just going to be over with six games to go, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, not impressed with them. Not much positive to say. Um, Bills. So, I like some of the stuff the Bills have done this year, actually. Um I think Diggs wants to be the man. Um, I think that's a good signing. Um, now, you know, is it Josh, John Brown there as well? So, John yeah. Brown, yeah. So you've got a couple of really good, really quick wide receivers. Um, I think Rosen, you know, has come on loads over the last two years, you know, both um, in his own ability to set the scheme and his own ability to read the game properly. Um, I think they're trusting him and building the the offence around what he's good at doing now as well, rather than trying to fit him in. And I think the Bills look look really strong. Um, 
I think Diggs is a great move. You know, he really wasn't happy at, at Minnesota, was he? You know, he, he felt like he was the forgotten man behind Thielen, wanted people to to throw him the ball. Um, you know, I think I think it's a you know a real positive piece of work going on there. Jim, okay. Minnesota, Minnesota considers trading Diggs as a win-win because. It it was a win for Diggs because he need, he wants to be the man, so uh, I think I think the what Buffalo have done is great some great business. Quite yeah, frankly. I mean they got to the playoffs with like you say John Brown and Paul Beasley as their number one two receiver, and but they're both you know they're decent receivers. They're not a star. They needed a star, um, and they've gone out and got one. I think they got pretty good value for him. I know it's a first round pick, but it's a first round pick on a on a player who you know can produce. Um, I think Josh, Josh I last year, and I think he's you know, ready to go again. Diggs is moving from a team where Kirk Cousins completed nearly 70% of his passes to a team where Josh Allen hasn't completed 60% of his passes in either season. And I think that... Yeah, I said Rosen earlier, than Allen, you did say Rosen. We let it slide. Josh Allen has completed 58% of his passes. And he throws it a lot more than Cousins. The Minnesota's a run a lot, doesn't he? Minnesota's a run offense. That's why, you why know Diggs I'm a Josh Allen supporter. I'm just saying I think it has an effect on a player like Diggs who needs yeah. volume and he may not get it accurately enough to be as big a difference maker as he should be. Well, I he think will, he just accept volume, though. Yeah, what he'll get more of is, bigger, is deeper balls because Josh Allen's got a bigger arm. I, I think um, what you've got to think... Who doesn't want deeper balls? There you go. I, I think what you've got to think is um, all running quarterbacks um, tend to throw the ball slightly more every single year, except mm. for maybe Lamar. You know, Mahomes, even Mahomes threw the ball much more last year, mm. you know, because they, they don't want to keep getting hit all the time. You know, they, they can only take so much. And I think yeah. you'll see the same with Allen. You know, I think it'll be much more, I think there's a, still a lot of scrambling in his game rather than, you know, kind of planned runs. And I think you'll see it move slightly more to more schemed runs, not so much scrambling. I think, you know, that that will still be a skill set for him, but I don't think you'll see it as much, and I think over the next year or two, you'll see that improve. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so Please, that leaves Dolphins. us mm. with the Dolphins. Now, I've, I've got a lot of positive things to say about the Dolphins, actually. Um, so, although I don't think they're going to do very much this year, I think that's okay. Obviously, they went into... Um, Quite big rebuild mode last last year, didn't they? Shipped a load of people out mid season. Um, yeah. You know they didn't leave themselves with a huge amount. You know, apart from Devonte Parker, you know, to, to catch the odd ball. Um, but you know they did trade well, expensively, but they did bring in some quality, didn't they? So Van Noy's gone to the Dolphins, hasn't he? Yeah. And um, who else was it? Someone else we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Ryan, Logan Ryan. Uh, I don't recall if he's on the Dolphins or not. I'll tell um, you. Well, Byron Jones, the corner. Byron Jones. Byron yeah. Jones. That's who I was after, Jim. Yeah. But, um, prepped here, you see. Um, so they did, like I said, they paid a lot of money for some of these players. You know, big contracts, gave up quite a lot. But then they still drafted Tua, number five. They drafted Austin Jackson, defensive tackle. At 18, they picked um, a cornerback up. Um, Raquel pronounce Davis, him, pronounce his name, 
Go on, say Ruben it. Ruben Ognei. <laughs> good effort. Good effort. Yeah. Um, you know, Robert Hunt, you know, was one of the best guards in the in the draft. So they drafted really well, the Dolphins. Um, and I think they've built a very good young team, you know, with some key pieces in it. And I think within a couple of years, um, they will really start to come through. Um, so I, I think the Jets are the worst team in this division. Mm-hmm. So for me, it would definitely be um, the Patriots to prove everybody wrong, followed by the Bills, followed by the Dolphins, followed by the Jets. I've got I, Bills. I've got Bills well ahead. Yeah. Uh, I've only gone one game ahead of the Patriots. I think they might take games off each other in this division because I think the Dolphins will probably win or possibly against both of those teams just because it's a divisional game. Cam Newton took a worse Panthers team. Yeah, I I agree with Gary on this. I I think he's been undervalued. And the fact that he's fit enough to start the season, it's just the fact he hasn't got a lot of weapons. But if if he racks up 600 rushing yards this season, we probably win the division. Do you think? Do you think Cam Newton might have something to prove to all the people that <laughs> he's done? And he also don't forget yeah. he needs a contract for next season. Yeah, oh, I and, think you've got and he probably wants to stay at the Patriots. In yeah, which case, he needs to win. Him, you've got absolutely nothing. So if no. he does get injured, then I'm going to reassess this prediction. Currently, they're saying if he gets injured, Brian Hoyer is the next man up. It's not <laughs> Stidham. So right. So so just so this is on record. If Brian Hoyer ends up in game like playing from game two onwards, then you're coming third in that division because you're <laughs> terrible. I agree. I agree. I think the Jets are a distant last place. My only concern with the Dolphins is they're still playing Eric Flowers at left guard. And when when do you reckon Tua comes in? I reckon Tua comes in after eight games. Yeah, it won't be till game eight, nine, ten, something like that. Once they're know. mathematically, some people are saying he might play ten games this year. No. I, I will see him. I, I can easily, what with everything that's gone on with his injury in the past and everything that's gone on with COVID this year, he's not had a proper uh, proper preseason. I could see them riding with Ryan Fitzpatrick for the whole year. Yeah, no. They're saying that they, they cut Rosen because of how fit and how confident yeah. they are that two are come back, back up. I agree. They cut, they cut Rosen because Rosen's shit. I, I <laughs> think what, what Gary's point is, I think Tua is fitter than we think, but what they will probably do is go with Fitzpatrick until they're eliminated, but they'll put Tua in in the, like, the fourth quarters when they're out of games. Or... And, and if you are going to you know, play fantasy, I would say definitely, if you get to those late rounds and, and nobody else has thought to pick up Tua, then you know someone should. Yeah. Right, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the uh, AFC uh, East done. Comprehensive, I So think. that just leaves us with the West and Jim. Uh, all right, let's start with our Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think kind of one, one of the key things with, with Kansas is that they've got a really settled team. So 20 of the 22 starters from, from the Super Bowl are actually returning, which is pretty rare because you normally see Super Bowl teams kind of picked apart. Players go for, you know, they get... They go. They move away from the Super Bowl winning teams. So they get higher, higher salaries. They kind of use that that bonus to kind of you know line their pockets. But what we've seen is almost kind of the opposite. Yes, we've seen kind of big contracts for Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey. But the, the likes of kind of Sammy Watkins, who took a, basically a pay cut to stay at Kansas, it kind of speaks to the kind of the team ethos that's been built there. And they, they, I think, they're confident that they can win again. And really, I think kind of most of us would probably agree that they're probably the favourites in the AFC East to kind of return to, to the Super Bowl. 
Um, I, like I said, I think the offense uh, is probably going to get better. I really like the addition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There's a reason like he's getting a lot of hype. Um, yeah, they don't have Damian Williams, who is on injured reserve because of um, because of COVID. He's kind of opted out. But I think um, Edwards-Hilaire could be kind of um, could be an upgrade on him, and I think we'll I think we will see kind of a, a lot of play from him. And for those who managed to pick him up in fantasy, well done, because he was certainly a player I wanted I wanted to target. So you know, I kind of think no one's going to doubt the the Chiefs unless kind of Patrick Mahomes gets injured. Um, I think that they're they're probably the team destined to go back to the Super Bowl. And I would not be surprised to see them win back to back Super Bowl. It really? Anyone else got anything else from the team? I've got nothing for that. I can't disagree with the word. They just look so good. Yeah. They look better than last year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is horrible. I think their running game could be better. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be superb in that scheme. You think about the weapons they've got in terms of Edwards-Hilaire, Torrid Hill, Travis Kelsey, Danny Watkins, even the Carl Hardman Hardman now, who's like, it's his second year. He looks Who's tight end? Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, what we're we talking about? What yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you got the same, pretty much the same offensive line, and you got well, the highest paid player in the NFL at quarterback, and, and rightly so. He was, he was brilliant last year, and he's definitely the best quarterback in the league, best quarterback we've seen for some time, I think. So, yeah, that's the Chiefs. Um, Denver Broncos, I'm really looking forward to seeing Denver play this year. Um, I'm quite excited by their offence, but I'm also quite excited by, by their defence. I, I, I think people are a little bit under hype on, on Denver just because Kansas obviously is so strong. I still think um, the Chiefs will, will win the AFC West, but I think the Broncos could be a bit of a surprise package. I think Drew Locke is probably not a spectacular quarterback. I think we'll, we'll see him take a step up, but I think he's good enough. Um, to get the ball to what is an armory of weapons around him. So they brought in Melvin Gordon, who's a good running back. They've still got Philip Lindsay, and they've still got um, Griff's favourite, Royce Freeman, there. So there's, there's depth at running back. Um, wide receivers, they've got Cortland Sutton, who I think is a yeah, number one receiver, um, without a doubt. Um, I've seen but, him dropping in a load of fantasy leagues. I so um, I don't get it. I can, the only reason I can see why is because of, of the amount of amount of kind of players I do now have on on offense. Yeah. So if you are playing in a P- PPR league, which most people are now, um, you might kind of think, well, you know, they've got they they obviously, they, they drafted Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy yeah. who's like one of the best. That's Judy. Yeah, one of the best uh, wide receivers. They also dra- drafted KJ Hamler, who was highly thought of. They've got Noah Fant um, at tight end, who. Had his moments last year. I think kind of tight ends are always better in the second year than they are the first. Um, and obviously, you know, Philip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon are going to take receptions as well. So that's the only reason I can think for Colton Sutton dropping in fantasy draft, but he's still a heck of a player. Um, and then the defense is, you know, Vic Fangio, the, the, the coach there, he's a defensive minded head coach. He, I think one of the reasons the Bears, we mentioned it earlier, the Bears kind of dropped off, defense dropped off is because of the lack of Fangio. Um, you know, they get Bradley Chubb back. So, you know, him and Von Miller on the edge. We mentioned that they brought in Jarrell Casey from, from the Titans. So that's, you know, that's good power through the middle. Um, they lost Chris Harris Jr., Jr., who is a brilliant cornerback, but they traded for Jags player again, A.J. Boye. Um, or former Jags player. I think he went to the Texans as well. Um, 
and it's just a, it's a well-stocked team. Yeah, there's probably some names in here we, we wouldn't really recognise. They can all do a job on, on their day. Players like Deshaun Hamilton, the wide receiver. Um, he's a decent fourth or fifth wide receiver. I think if you put him on the Jets, he'd be probably number one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Broncos can do this year. I'm quietly confident they'll, they'll upset a few people. Is it worth them having Melvin Gordon as their number one running back, or should they leave Philip Lindsay to do it? No, no. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. He's a star. And they got we'll see. Seven, didn't they? Got seven million or something? Yeah. Basically, he got usurped, didn't he, by Austin Eckler, and that's fine, yeah. but he got usurped because he didn't want to play without a contract that he was happy with. So he should still be a great player. It's not the same thing as the Todd Gurley situation. No. Just, I think they had a great player in Philip Lindsay, and I don't think the two of them can share the spotlight. I think that they're very different types of players. Like I've kind of mentioned it before. Philip Lindsay has been described as a, as a jitterbug of a player. He's got you know great sidestep, great acceleration. Melvin Gordon's just going to plough through the middle. Um, they're two different types of running backs, so you can alternate between them based on what defence you're, you're playing against. He, he wasn't happy, was he, about the money that Melvin Gordon got paid, was he? If I remember rightly, it kicked off. I don't recall. Uh, I don't know, but at the end of the day, he's. I think he's gonna, he will get a contract, at some, if not at the Broncos, and somewhere else, because I think he's been, for an undrafted free agent, he's, he was a revel- revelation in the last two years. I think the key for Drew Locke is that that running back stable takes some of the pressure off him, so yeah. he gets time to develop, and he will be a good player, I think. Uh, he better be, because their backup is Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right, so moving on to the Chargers. Um, obviously, end of an era of Philip Rivers going to the Colts. Um, I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll, we'll find out. But they brought in Tarod Taylor. Um, well, he's sorry, they, he came in last year. He's now the, been named as a starter um, at quarterback for them. Not sure that how long that will last. I think it's another case of him getting usurped by by a rookie quarterback. I really like Justin Herbert um, in college. I think he's he had a poor season last season, but I think if he would have come out the year before, he would have been a, again a, probably a top ten or top five pick. Uh, he's got a heck of an arm. He's got lovely hair as well. If you've seen him on Hard Knocks, he's you know well endowed in in the hair department. So something to look out for. Um, they signed uh, Jerry Bo- John, but I wouldn't want him a quarterback. Well, that's because of the arms. Um, <laughs> they, they've done some good business in, in the sense that they're, they're keeping Jerry Bowe, so they, they signed him to the biggest contract that defensive players got, rightly so. He's you know one of the best uh, pass rushers in, in, in the league. They signed Keenan Allen to an extension. Again, rightly so. He's one of the best uh, pass catchers in, in the league. Um, and they also renegotiated to Melvin Ingram's contract after he got upset that Jerry was getting paid more. So, yeah, good bit of business. They have got problems uh, with injuries, though. Derwin James, who was kind of their star uh, safety over the last, well, not last year, because he was out most of the year injured. injured. Yeah. He will be out injured for the, all this year um, again, which is a massive loss for them. Um I, can't, I don't think you can really under, un, underestimate how big a loss that is. I think that kind of changes the defensive scheme quite a lot. Um, as I mentioned, they brought in Chris Harris Jr. at cornerback. That's a great pickup. Um, and I think a lot of it kind of depends on how fit kind of Hunter Henry stays. Um, I think he's a quality tight end, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't go near him this year in fantasy because the guy just can't stay fit. Um whether it's Tyrod or Justin Herbert at quarterback, I think if he's playing, 
um, they'll look to find him. But if he's not there, there's not a lot of depth at tight end behind him. Um, and I also think there's quite a lot of pressure now on Austin Eckler. He's he's got another uh, uh, contract contract extension. Um, there's he was a great player in Melvin Gordon's absence, but can he step up and actually be that number one without Melvin Gordon kind of breathing around his neck? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. So that's the charges. Don't forget they've got uh, Justin Jackson behind uh, Austin Eckler, who averaged nearly seven yards an attempt from last season. How many attempts did he have? 20. Something like that. 25. 29. 29 attempts. I'm just saying, he, he's there, and I think he's an undervalued number two. I think he's a good player. As for the rest of that offense, one piece goes missing. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, like you say, it's over. Yes. Yeah. Tyrod will run, and Justin Herbert is a year too early for me. Yeah, definitely. So one piece goes down, they're done. I don't mean they're going to have a great season. I think it'll just be, you know, average. Yeah. I quite right. like the coaching. Yeah, I re- I've been really impressed with Anthony Lynn on hard knocks, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a coach that players respond well to. Um, and I'd, I'd like to see him do well, but I think I completely agree. I don't think it's this year that they're going to be... I, I don't see them going into playoffs this year, let's put it like that. Although they but, are the team most used to play with no fans. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another good point, they're going into, obviously, into a new home this year, aren't they? So they'll be sharing the, the SoFi Stadium with the Rams, which, seeing as they couldn't fill a, a 20... 7,000 Caesar Stadium is probably a good thing that they're not going to have to fill the, the stadium this year. But the stadium looks immense. Mm. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's going to take a bit of getting used to. Um, so another team going into a new home, but obviously moving city as well, which brings its own complications to, uh, to uh, a franchise. Um, and probably at the worst point in time possible to move city, what with everything going on. Um, again, I kind of mentioned injuries for the Chargers, but uh, Tyrell Williams, the, the wide receiver, has also got an injured reserve uh, for the, the Raiders this year, which basically means Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver they drafted in the first round, has to step up and basically be number one receiver right from the off. Because Their receiving depth chart is... is it's, it's Henry Ruggs, he could be great. Henry Ruggs could be great. Yeah, he could Behind be a him, Hunter Renfro... And so Zay Jones. From the Packers, Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. It's bad. It's yeah, it's, bad. it's really bad. Um, it's one reason that I wanted to take Henry Ruggs in, in fantasy because he's obviously going to get a lot of passes because there's literally no one else to pass to. Um, they got Jason Witten at tight end and <laughs> the other two. they got Darren another good They've got Darren Waller. Yeah. He's going on league, didn't he? Witten. Yeah, yeah. They've got Darren Waller. He'll be their key. Yeah, he he is a good tight end, and they got Josh Jacobs, uh, running back as well, who's a good running back. But I I don't know. I <laughs> I can't see this Raiders team doing very well. I don't think their defense is is very good. I don't think they addressed some. You, you know, this time last year we sat here and we said, right, with another draft behind them, this team could be really good. They've taken zero steps forward from last yeah. year. I completely agree. I mean, they've got the offensive line is sneakily one of the best offensive lines in the league, but they've just got nothing else. Um, looking through the roster, it's poor. It's it's not good enough to to compete in this division, and this division isn't one of the stronger ones. Yeah, I think you've got the Chiefs, but there's nothing else. We've got the Chiefs. I think the Broncos will be good. Um, 
So you've got, and even the Chargers, I think, are, are a better team on paper than, than the Raiders. So I mean, that's definitely all that I've got this, this, league, this division finishing is Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, I think, I think as well, if Derek Carr has any problems, we remember the year that they got to the playoffs and he couldn't play and they started Connor Cook for his own yeah. dreadful. So Marcus Mariota, as we said, has gone on IR. So the backup is Nate Peterman with Deshaun Kaiser on the practice squad. <laughs> now, Derek Carr, exactly. Derek Carr gets a lot of crap. If he gets injured in any way, it's sunk, it's over. This team won't win another game. How many years left from John Gruden's contract? Seven now? Seven. Seven. Jesus. You've got to, by year three, you've got to be making steps forward. And they, they Not just, wood. They just haven't. I, th- I, think they'll be, I think they'll be above the Chargers this year. No, I can't see it. I just. I think the Raiders will be bottom. Yeah, I could. I've got Chiefs, Chargers, yeah. Broncos, Raiders. I, I, th- I think, I, I, I think uh, bottom, there's too much change at the, too much change at the uh, Chargers. Raiders. The Raiders won't be bottom. Raiders will be bottom. The defense isn't great, but they've still bought in some, you know, some decent players. Little, little uh, Ted and. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be they'll be fine. They just think a lot be, depends be the playoffs. whether you believe in Gruden, and and I don't believe in Gruden. They haven't got a pass rusher. Like there, there's no elite pass rusher, or even vaguely good pass rusher on, on this team. Like they've the last three years, they've struggled to get to the quarterback, and they've struggled for interceptions. The, the Broncos <laughs> and Chargers defenses are both way better than the. Rangers. Yeah. You, you look at the pass rushers and there's there's no big name there. You look at the cornerback and there's no big name there. You look at the linebackers and there's, there's no big name there. There's, I mean, unless they group together in an amazing team fashion, I can't. I can see people putting a lot of points on the Raiders because there's just there's, there's nothing there. Right. That's <laughs> the end of our AFC preview podcast. Uh, at the end of the next podcast, we will pick Super Bowl winners, playoff winners, things like this. But for now, part one out of the way. Thank you very much. <laughs>